My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent their disciples to him with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. Then they handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that, he said to them, then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The faith tradition of which we are a part that has been handed on to us and that we have received is a tradition that has been worked out by God and people in the midst of empires. Now, empires were everywhere from the beginning of the Bible. The Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, and then the Romans. And all, all of God's word happens with that political reality as a backdrop thing is, the word of God revealed to us through the people of Israel and through Jesus is a very different picture than the world of the empires. Emperors and empires were not above the proclaiming themselves to be God. Or if not that far, they would proclaim themselves to be specially chosen by God, to speak for God, to rule for God. So that whatever was the will of the emperor was to be understood by everyone else as the will of God. God's people were not designed that way. God was king. God would rule. God would give laws. And only God would be worshipped. The prophet Isaiah knows this. Cyrus, the emperor of Persia, doesn't. But Isaiah sees that God was using Cyrus to set his people free from captivity in Babylon. God called Cyrus, according to Isaiah, to do something that Cyrus had no idea he was being called to do. But God worked through Cyrus to bring freedom to his people. That's not always the way it works. More often than not, the emperor decides what God's will is without consulting God. Whatever the will of the emperor would be was meant to be the will of God. So it's against that whole backdrop that the Herodians and the Pharisees confront Jesus with the question about paying the temple tax. And of course, Jesus's answer leaves us with the question, what do we think belongs to Caesar? And what do we think belongs to God? Of course, if we listen to our faith tradition, everything belongs to God and nothing really belongs to Caesar. 
except what Caesar takes. But everything belongs to God. That's also a little bit too simple, though, because we also live in a world with Caesars everywhere, demanding and ruling, asserting authority and power and domination. And they cannot be ignored. They're there. But I was pondering the question, what does God think belongs to God? Of course, of course God knows everything belongs to God. But of all the things in the world, what would God want to possess more than anything else? And as I reflected on that question, I hit upon an answer that I found intriguing. What God wants to belong to God are all the people and all the things that all the Caesars don't want. They are God's special possessions. Right now, there are millions and millions and millions of people who do not have a home, driven out of one place, not allowed into another, and no Caesar in our world wants them. They are God's special possession in all kinds of ways. We live in a world in which the resources that God has placed here to care for creation are taken by Caesars and messes are left behind. And the mess belongs to God and God wants to possess that mess and heal that mess. God's special possessions would certainly include all of the unborn and unwanted children of our planet right now. God's special possessions would call, would call, would include all of the elderly and poor and lonely and those who are unable to care for themselves and have no one to care for them. And no Caesar is willing to step up and include them in his or her possession. God's special possessions include all the things that Caesars don't want because they are weak, inconvenient, needy, vulnerable, and not necessarily an asset, but in the eyes of Caesar's only liabilities. And all of these persons, places, and things are God's special possession. And so if indeed we are going to respond to Jesus's question and say that we want to serve God more than Caesar, perhaps we should look at who God considers God's special possessions and make them our special possessions as well. <laughs>